Greetings and welcome to Soundography, a crash course in music, one band at a time. I'm Brian Ibbett. And I'm Hammond Chamberlain, and you almost said Coverville. <laughs> well, I wasn't sure what I almost said, because I was like, I forgot what I was doing for a second there. Uh, no, it's it's Soundography, man. And we're here uh, to do another year episode. This is when instead of a single group or an artist, we focused on one year of music and all the great stuff that came out that year. That's where our uh, playlists come from. We talked about notable events that happened in that year, as well as just monumental albums that came out. And uh, 1996, great year. What were you doing in 1996? I was knee-deep in my career as a crisis worker at the Salt Lake County Jail, making sure people who had been incarcerated there are being covered with their mental health needs and and, uh, dealing with their crises and preventing suicides and things like that. I was making that video that got circulated around with the sales video where I asked if I could use their phone. I think that actually was 1996 that we recorded that video. And uh, so you you can see exactly what I was doing in 1996, working for the sales software presentation company. I had done a couple stints being a wedding DJ, but I think I just finished up the second one in 1996 or right before 1996. Were you using a mini disc player at that point? I was using a mini disc player, but none of the the, um, wedding companies that I worked for had mini discs, which would have been perfect. Yeah. They were using either, the first one was using cassettes and we had to rewind all the way back to the beginning and then fast forward to the the track. The marker. Based the marker on like number. the ticker. Yep. The marker number, exactly. And then the second one I worked for had CDs, but this was before CD burning was a really affordable thing to do. So he just had full CDs. And if there was one single on an album, we had the whole CD for that. Oh, so heavy. Like carrying all that crap in there. I know. So you had basically, what, two road cases of CDs and then two road cases of music equipment? Exactly what it was. Yep. Those road cases. And then you took the road, the, the, uh, the equipment cases you folded, like once you took the stuff out, you put one underneath the other, covered it with a blanket, and that was your table. Yep. And you put the uh, the players on top of that, and then the microphone stand, and then the, the two CD things behind you. So that you nobody got, would come l- up and if steal you got them. lucky, someone gave you a table, and you could put your drink on that. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. Because, no, you, heaven forbid you have that on the uh, next to the CD players when some drunk comes up to you to, to request yep. achy, breaky heart and knocks everything over. Can you play YMCA again? Oh, you know, it's like, you don't want to play it. You know, no point in coming up and requesting old time rock and roll because I'm going to play it. It's a yep. wedding. I'm going to play Celebrate. Chicken probably Dance. probably the last song. The Chicken Dance. Chicken Dance, exactly. Electric Slide. If Come on. If you're lucky, uh, Hokey Pokey, just to make sure everyone's still sober. Well, if you're, if you're luck, lucky, yeah. <laughs> Actually, it's better to do that when when people aren't sober and then you... <laughs> You have them the put crowd. their left leg, left and right legs in at the same time and watch the whole thing just collapse. <laughs> that's when you watch, that's when you figure out who can drive home. <laughs> right. Exactly. You take your car keys out, you put your car keys in this bowl, you take your car keys out, and then you now get that, a hotel room. <laughs> no, that's the uh that's a swinger party version. I was just thinking ah. it's the hokey pokey sobriety test. The key, the key party, yeah. Right. <laughs> anyway, all right, 1996, <laughs> let's talk about music. As uh, as we always do, we'll do this by year. So let's start off with January. All right, so in January, 
let's see, Behemoth released an album. Kid Rock released an album. Alex Lifeson from Rush released a solo album. Kiss Criss Cross. The Chemical Brothers released an EP, except uh, Yoko Ono released an album. Tori Amos, we're covering her later this year. Uh, mm-hmm. The Mystery Machine, I guess that uh, it broke away from Scooby-Doo and went solo. <laughs> yeah. Patty Loveless, Stabbing Western, Mr. Big, LFO, Napalm Death, which is one L- of your favorite. I like LFO, by the way. All right, so LFO released an album. It's more like LFO released their only album <laughs> with the only song anybody ever remembers from LFO. <laughs> Which was what the one that talked about Amber Crombie and Fitch. Right? Yeah, yeah. Well, the song, the album was called Advance. Okay, but I don't remember the song. You'd have to, you'd have to bring that. Uh, up. It's funny. Speaking span, met you one summer and it all began. You're the best girl that I ever did see. The great Larry Bird jersey, thirty-three. When you take a sip, you buzz like a hornet. Billy Shakespeare wrote a whole bunch of sonnets. Call me Willie Whistle because I can't speak, baby. Something in your eyes when it drove me crazy. Now I can't forget you and it makes me mad. Left one New kids on the block oh, had right, a bunch right. of hit. Oh, Chinese yes. food makes me sick. That's right. Oh my gosh. Yep. <laughs> uh, ministry. We need yeah. to cover ministry, I think. I think that'd be yeah, good. Yeah, we for could do to, ministry. Yeah. That'd be that'd be good. Uh Easy E released an album, a solo album, and uh No FX released Heavy Petting Zoo. <laughs> That's a great album title. All right. So on January 8th, Robert Hoskins was found guilty and convicted on five charges of assault, stalking, and threatening to kill Madonna. I kind of remember that. I remember when she had a stalker going on that wasn't named what, Sean Penn. Well, what also what's funny is when I wrote that, it took me a long time to realize it wasn't Bob Hoskins, the actor. That was, <laughs> the actor who framed Roger uh-huh. Rabbit actor? Yeah. yeah. Oh, it, took me a, it took me a while to put take those and separate them away from each other because... <laughs> That would have been, that's that's what we call uh, libel. Right. Libel. <laughs> libel. That would be libel. Uh, January 16th, two American teenagers were on trial for the murder of Bassett's family. The defense lawyers attempt to lay the blame for the murders on the fact that the pair had been listening to Israel's son by Silverchair prior to the crimes. Okay. So- Listen, I did a whole week of listening to Megadeth and I didn't kill anybody. <laughs> so I feel like there's... There's something to that. And also, Silverchair was a bunch of teenagers from Australia. It wasn't like they were right. super dangerous metalheads. Backmasking yeah. devil music or anything like that. Basically, yeah. they were Jeez. the Bee Gees with power chords. Uh, also on the 16th, Jamaican authorities opened fire on Jimmy Buffett's seaplane, thinking it was drug traffickers. Bono was also on the plane. Sadly, no one was hurt. No, that's sadly. Unfortunately, no one was hurt. When I saw that, I just laughed because can you imagine flying on a seaplane with Jimmy yeah. Buffett and Bono and all of a sudden having the Coast Guard open up on you basically? <laughs> to fire at you, yeah. It's like, uh, I mean, I'm sure there were drugs on board. There oh, had yeah. to be some, some marijuana, but uh, uh, but mostly pina coladas and margaritas. Um, what's Bono doing on Jimmy Buffett's seaplane is kind of the question I want to ask. Yeah, that's another, that's a relationship that we probably shouldn't think too much about. <laughs> it's weird. It's very weird. Lisa Marie Presley files for divorce from Michael Jackson. That happened on the 18th. Uh, Madonna received some more threats, this time from Argentine Peronists. Peronists. Who were enraged. Peronists? Yeah, from, you know, like when she did Evo Oh, Eva like Peron. Eva Peron. Uh-huh. Yep. Right, right, right. From Argentine Peronists. I thought that was somebody's name at first. Who were enraged that she was playing Evita. Moviegoers also would be later enraged that she played Evita. <laughs> On the 26th, Rent had its first performance a day after Jonathan Larson, uh, who created the 
the play, the musical, passed away. Um, I, I almost, I love that soundtrack. Almost included music from a song from that on my uh, top ten playlist. Five hundred twenty-five thousand moments, oh dear. Five hundred twenty-five thousand six hundred minutes. How do you measure, measure a year? I basically made a top 25 playlist from 1996, and so I had to pare that down. We'll talk about that when we get there, how I did that. On January 28th, Chris Isaac made an appearance on the TV show Friends, and on the 29th, Kiss revealed that it reunited with Ace Freely and Peter Crisp, and uh, they were back in makeup for the first time since 1983. Thank God. Oh, also on the 29th, Garth Brooks refused to accept his AMA award, which I guess is redundant because the last A is award. For overall favorite artist, he explained that music is made up of a lot of people. Oh, okay. Music is people. <laughs> music is made of people. <laughs> uh, and my head is made from a honey-baked ham. <laughs> you didn't bring, you didn't, you didn't, you weren't that, uh, forthcoming with our Garth Brooks episode. When we did Garth Brooks on the show, no. Yeah. And that's really, I think that's more of a David Letterman thing. He used to say that uh, Garth Brooks, that guy's got a head like a honey-baked ham. Okay. <laughs> uh, let's talk about February albums. What albums Okay, so in February, Fun Loving Criminals released an album, Silkworm, oh, yeah. In Flames, Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. I know that's going to come up later. It is definitely going to come up later. Uh, Cherry Pop and Daddies. Remember when they were popular for the month of February? For sure. <laughs> when everybody was going to swing dancing nights at yep. their local bar. Yeah, the yep. Squirrel Nut Zippers and the Cherry Pop and Daddies. And that was about it. Yeah. Uh, there was one or two more. Um, the Zoot. Uh, no, Zoot Suit well, Riot. Zoot Suit Riot was one of their songs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jeez. It's okay. I'm sure it'll come up. Yeah, because, it'll come to me. Yeah, yeah it was exactly. this year. It was this year when that kind of stuff was happening. Yep. Neil yep. Diamond released Tennessee Moon. The Gin Blossoms released an album. The Fugees yep. released an album. Deep Purple, Bruce Dickinson. Econoline Crush. Uh, Shakira released one. Sepultura, which will definitely come up later. Uh, Lou Reed. The Newsboys. Goldfinger, The Refreshments, Bad Religion, Cowboy Junkies. I love the Cowboy Junkies. Almost included that uh, Refreshments song. It's in my 25. It didn't make my top 10. Then there's the Pogies. Uh, Banditos. Pogies or the Pogus, Pog, whatever. Pogues? Pogues. There the you Pogues? go. Yeah, the Pogues. <laughs> What's funny is their album title is called Pogue Mahone, which is funny because yeah. now it's you know, we have Post Malone and... Oh, Pogue Mahone. Yeah, yeah. look, it is. It's yeah. kind of funny. Yeah. And then Skinny Puppy released an album. So lots of things happened. And then there was also a tribute to the Minutemen. That's some good stuff. So how would you pronounce the name of the Nissan vehicle R-O-G-U-E? The Rogus. <laughs> the Rogie? Yeah, the Rogies. <laughs> no, Nissan so the, the only reason I even know about the Pogues, to be honest with you, is because yeah. every time I go song. looking for every time I'd go looking for an album by the Posies, they were always uh, right in their spot. Gotcha. So posies, pogies. I yep. get you. I, I get it now. Totally get it. Yep. In fact, I haven't uh, listened to any of their stuff because I was kind of irritated. They're always where they weren't supposed to be alpha, uh, filed by the record store people. Well, Shane McGowan's voice is a tough one to get get through. I mean, if you 
you know, if you found Leonard Cohen's voice a little hard to listen to, I can't imagine what you think of um, Shane McGowan. You do hear that song every Christmas time. The it's years from so happy Christmas. I love you, baby. I can see a better time when all our dreams come true. Uh, the boys in the NYPD choir were singing Galway Bay and the yeah. bells were ringing out on Christmas Day. That's the Pogues okay. with uh, Christy McCall. All righty. February, let's think about some events. Rob Pilatus of Millie Vanilli fame on the 4th of her was hospitalized. After being hit in the head with a baseball bat, he was attempting to steal someone's car. Is he the one who later uh, took his life or is he... I don't I remember. remember I don't remember which is which. Morgan Tupac on Jan- on February thirteenth uh, released the first ever rap double album, All Eyes on Me. It achieved platinum status in just four hours. Speaking of rap, Snoop Dogg and his bodyguard were acquitted for murder. The jury deadlocked on manslaughter, and a mistrial was declared. Uh, also on the twentieth, Storytellers premiered on VH1. And uh, on the twentieth, uh, Ellen DeGeneres hosted the Grammy Awards. The winners were Alanis Morissette, Seal, and Hootie and the Blowfish. Alanis Morissette, Seal, and Hootie and the Blowfish. The 90s wrapped up in three artists right there. <laughs> All we needed was uh, Third Eye Blind and the Gen, Blo- <laughs> and the Gen Blossoms, really. <laughs> the Gen Blossoms. So true. Uh, let's talk about March. What albums came out in March? Okay, so the Cocteau Twins released an album, Gravity Kills, Girls Against Boys, Iggy Pop. Uh, Halloween, which I, again, I think we should do. Mm. I think you might enjoy Halloween. They're more like Nightwish than in other. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. They're like dude fronted Nightwish because they're power metal. Then there's Annihilator, Terrorvision, Weird Al Yankovic released The Bad Hair Day, uh, Celine Dion, Kiss released Kiss Unplugged, Sepultura released Roots. The Beatles had the Beatles Anthology Volume 2. Oh, we need to talk about that whole Beatles Anthology. We're going to talk about the whole thing because uh, there's a there's a, a date on the calendar, on the month, for something that happened with that. Okay, good. Should we talk about that now? Sure, why not? So uh, March 4th, the Beatles' uh, second reunion song is released. It's called Real Love. This was made from a demo that John Lennon recorded back in 1980. The first song was Free as a Bird, and these all were tied to the, the Beatles Anthology video event it was an event i remember actually it was it was it was can't miss tv It, it was and I actually own the whole series on Laserdisc. Wow. <laughs> uh, and I don't know why I never upgraded and got the, the DVD or the Blu-ray. Probably because I just assumed it would be streaming by this point. But it's not, um, is it? That, it's not anywhere I, where we can find it, is it? I don't know if it is. But it, you know, we're, we're actually on the cusp of being able to see something like it very soon as um, the Beatles get back, which is a documentary that Peter Jackson of Lord of the Rings fame is doing for the Disney plus channel. And it's basically, it's to get back in there again. To get back in there again. Yeah. Oh, I get you for Lord of the Rings. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) 
Sometimes I need subtitles to help me figure out what uh, <laughs> what dad joke I'm reaching for. What dad joke you're reaching for? Uh, but the video, oh my god, the videos that have been teasing the thing look amazing like it is going to be some incredible television um the i've got a feeling sessions or a session was put up online a couple days ago and it's uh it's awesome it's really really good so yeah that's coming up uh day after thanksgiving as a matter of fact so after you listen to coverville and the thanksgiving episode that i always do for the beatles then you can watch get back and and enjoy the peter jackson stuff and slide over to hulu and watch uh rick rubin talk to paul too oh right yeah see it's yeah i mean there's a whole beatles renaissance going on Uh, paul mccartney just released a very expensive book called lyrics that has all the beatles lyrics but talks about where all these songs came from. And uh, I was at the tattered cover and I was, it, I had it in my hand and Tina said, nope, you're not buying anything from now until after Christmas. Yep. My wife is, has the same moratorium. Mine goes from October yeah. 1st until January 1st. Oh, yours starts way earlier. Tina should start. Uh, yep. If Tina was smart, she'd start hers earlier too. Yep. My moratorium <laughs> starts October 1st. Uh, Hanson released oh, awesome. Mbop that year. Oh, this in was March. in March? Mm-hmm. Wow. All right. Yep. Then Bare Naked Ladies, Tracy Bonham, Los Lobos, Prince, Robert Earl Keane, The Ghetto Boys. Hey, my favorite, Underworld. Yeah. Marillion. I can't say oh, that. Oh, is that great? By the way, it was that great uh, Underworld album, Second t- uh, Toughest in the Infants, which had Born Slippy and Pearl's Girl on it. And um, I yeah, almost included that in my list. I can't say that word, those two words. Um, I will say that 40, <laughs> 40 more reasons to hate us were released. I won't, okay. I won't say, the two words is is the one dream them, theater. No, no, one of them is anal, and the other one is the c word. Oh yeah, don't say that. <laughs> There's a band called that. Yeah. Uh huh. Wow. I guess they didn't want their mom to ever see them in concert. Yeah. Exactly. Or like, or be even put onto the marquee like <laughs> tonight in concert. Uh, opening act. <laughs> They'd never headline. Right. Buster Rhymes, wow. Bonnie Tyler, Mark Knopfler, uh, Stone Temple Pilots, uh, Guided by Voices, The Verve Pipe, Nickelback, and uh, Mike and the Mechanics released their greatest hits album. Yeah, a couple of those you mentioned. Uh, that Brand Naked Ladies, was a, it was an okay album. It, it was, the only big hit from it was Old Apartment. And so not one of my favorite songs, but a favorite band. So I was like, well, I can't really, cl- can't really include that one on... My playlist, but uh, Born on a Pirate Ship, by the way, the name yeah. of that album. Mm-hmm. All right, what else we got in March? Uh, on the 13th, Ramones fans that, uh, are, are they right in Buenos Aires after they found out that they had waited in line all night for a show that was sold out? Oh, that would tick me off. The 16-week run of Mariah Carey's One Sweet Day, which to me, uh, one listen of that feels like 16 weeks, <laughs> comes to an end at the hands of Celine Dion, ending the longest number one consecutive run in Billboard history. You know, she, I think Mariah Carey's got two in that top 10 list and and one, one sweet day, I guess, was the one she did with, um, boys to men. Yeah. Can you imagine like the celebrity death match between Celine Dion and Mariah Carey (laughs) for, for, no, but I'd pay to see it for billboard supremacy. (laughs) 
right? It'd be like uh, it'd be like watching Adele and Taylor Swift these days. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the Sex Pistols on the 18th announce a reunion for a 20th anniversary tour. They were not able to get Sid Vicious back. And March 28th, Phil Collins announced that he is leaving Genesis to focus on his solo career. And writing movies. That? that were in writing music for Disney films. For, yeah, writing the same song for a bunch of Disney films. Was When did Invisible Touch come out? That was in 80. Five, four, See, five. It was, and it was, it was at that point, like it was after that album that I thought Genesis, like they didn't release anything after that, did they? They did. Uh, the album Just that the had, hits. no, there was an album that came out after that that had. Uh, oh, the We Can't Dance. We thing. Can't Dance, yeah. And, yes, the, Jesus, and the Jesus, right. he, Jesus, he loves us. Jesus, he loves me, that one. That's right. Okay. I know but we covered he, them for soundography, but I thought they'd broken up earlier than 96. Wow. No, he, he, uh, or he left. Yeah. He left 96. in 96 with that, but then, uh, he did the, he'd also done some solo stuff before that. So, I mean, leaving That's to do solo stuff right. wasn't a big deal, Right. but right. what he did was then he focused on Tarzan and Lion King and not Lion King. Right. Not Lion the, King. Yeah. Uh, Mostly Tarzan. Uh, brother, brother bear. Brother, Tarzan. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So he tried to be Kenny Loggins and he just couldn't. <laughs> right. All right. Let's get to April. April. Wow. All right. So the Cocteau, oh, Killing Joke, Beastie Boys released The Sound from Way Out. Mm, yeah. Roseanne Cash, Bikini Kill, Ocean mm-hmm. Color Scene, MC Icht, <laughs> E-I-H-T. E-I- oh, MC Icht. It's like MC8 without the G. Yeah. Weird. Okay. But, that, but I have to say it. They released an album called Dream Feats. Feats with a Z. Feats. Yeah. Dream Feats. Yeah. Okay. Then Stereo Lab, uh, Semisonic, MC Rin, who used to be with uh, NWA, Veruca Salt, Toby Keith, Brooks and Dunn, Rage Against the Machine. They'll come up later this year. Oingo Boingo, The, the Jesus Lizard, Modest Mouse, Richard Thompson, Raven. Blind Guardian, Stradivarius, both of those I own. George Strait, I don't own. Hootie and the Blowfish, Brian Setzer, Divine Comedy, which we talked about, what, last season? We did, and uh, um, kept me from including any of their stuff in my playlist because I wanted to stay away from people we'd already covered, uh, including, well, Semisonic, that uh, EP you mentioned, Great Divide, that was the debut EP of that band, and and um, they put out some great stuff on that album, and then for the couple albums after that. So, and then the Cranberries, Dave Matthews, Paul Westerberg, and then Far, Ten Cans with Strings to You was their album. Uh, all right. Also in uh, April, not a whole lot. Uh, and April third, MC Hammer filed for bankruptcy. Uh, he couldn't touch this anymore. And then on April 10th, Allison Chains played the Majestic Theater in New York for MTV Unplugged. That album was later released in July. So Blind Guardian, uh, they released an album called Forgotten Tales. And it's kind of a covers album, but it's also heavily mixed in with Lord of the Ring themes. So oh, they, really? they do a really interesting version of... A pushy, pushy blonde in USA. Uh, 
I feel like it's an album that you should own. It's a an odd combination of power progressive European metal and covers meets Lord of the Rings. Interesting. I'll check that out. I, fact, bet, I bet I have some stuff in my library that's pulled from that album. In fact, a lot of Blind Guardian feels like it's uh, whatever that topic is mixed with Lord of the Rings. They're very, <laughs> they're very Lord of the Rings heavy. Really? Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Now let's get to May. Turbo Negro did an album called Ass Cobra. Okay. Uh, Nickelback did Curb. Backstreet Boys released a self-titled album, Butthole Surfers. Pantera released The Great Southern Trend Kill. I would love for us to cover Pantera, but I don't think you could, I don't know if you'd still be my friend when we were done. Mm. Uh, I mean that in the, in the me being no, the most caring friend kind of way. Just after, after Megadeth and. Uh, well, and these guys, it's worse than that. It's, it's like, it's like Slayer with the Southern accent. Yeah, no, boy. I, I, I I'm going to veto. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the Cure released an album, Def Leppard, Elvis Costello, Amorphous, The Posies released Amazing Disgrace, Color Me Bad. I didn't know they were still around in 96. <laughs> Did they? Did they know they were still around in 96? <laughs> Joel, George Michael, The Specials, The Spin Doctors, uh, King's X, Manic Street Preachers. Here's another we're one that we talk about odd. later in this, this season. Honey Crack. <laughs> Name of a band. I didn't know that. Fishbone, Suicide Machines, Annie DeFranco, Soundgarden, Too Short, Great White, Opeth, Jason Becker. He'll come up. Cannibal Corpse. That's another one that we could never do. Uh, Blur, the woohoo people. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Porno so from, much more than that. By I the know. Way. I, I, I fully know that, but that's the only thing people know them for. That's the only thing Scott knows them for. <laughs> well, and and by people, that's what I meant. And it drives me nuts whenever, <laughs> like, he brings them up or I bring them up and it's like, oh, that's the band that did that one song. No, they did so much more I know, I know, I know. We should have him as a guest <laughs> when we cover it. We, we should. should do, we should make him listen to the entire library of, uh-huh. of Blur and, so and that he do can blur, see And do Blur stuff. with us. Yeah, that'd be great. Punishment. Yeah. Uh, Bathroy, uh, Porno for Pyros, and Undisputed Attitude by Brian's favorite band Slayer came out on the 28th. Oof. Rough. Rough stuff. Uh, some other things that happened in May on the 8th. The judge ruled against Tommy Lee and his then-wife, Pam Anderson. They'd been trying to keep Penthouse from posting still photos taken from a quote-unquote movie that was stolen from their home. God, was, was that it was, top, it, was, it was Top Gun, huh? Yeah, that's the movie yeah. that was stolen from their home. Yeah. Uh, was that sex tape really back in 96 or yeah. before 96? God, yeah. I didn't. doesn't feel like it was that old. I mean, it feels like... Yeah, it doesn't feel like it was that long ago. I almost said the, uh, I almost said the heady days of VHS, but that probably oh, wouldn't go over very well. well. You still said it, Hammond. You still said it. On May 11th, a 17-year-old fan is crushed to death by crowds at a Smashing Pumpkins concert. Oh, that's sad. It, um, so that even more relevant in Mirrored today. Yeah, mirrored yeah. in a history of just... A few weeks, or well, I guess by the time this comes out, a week out, and a half ago, yeah, a week and yeah. a half ago, as we record, Dark Saga was released by Iced Earth. What's interesting about it is they had Todd McFarland do the album art for it, and it's oh, that's Spawn. Cool. And they went through a series of having uh, famous cartoon artists or comic book artists do their cover art. Sadly, Iced Earth is now associated with the January 6th riots. Because the oh. guitar player was there and is now part of the, uh, you know, having to be deal with his own criminal actions right. on January 6th. Oh, interesting. Okay. 
Yeah. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Let's see. May 25th, Sublime lead singer Bradley Noel dies of a heroin overdose. David Gahan of Depeche Mode is arrested after being released from the hospital. He had overdosed in a Los Angeles hotel room and been pronounced clinically dead for two minutes. He is ordered by the court to complete rehab. So fortunately, we still ended up with some more Depeche Mode uh, music after that. He and uh, Nikki Six with the Kickstart My Heart. He almost he was clinically dead for a while too. Yeah, right. And both of them needed their hearts kickstarted. Jimmy Buffett released Banana Wind. Gloria Stefan released Destiny. Brian Adams released Eighteen Till I, Till I Die. Digital Underground released Future Rhythm. Squirrel Nut Zippers Hot. Ice T released Ice T. Six, the return, the return of the real. Uh, Metallica released Load. covered them weeks ago. We did. Willie yep. Nelson, Nelson covered Spirit. Bell and Sebastian released Tiger Milk. Carcass released Swan Song, which it wasn't, but that's what they called it. <laughs> um, then there's Helta Skelta released an album called Nocturnal. Uh, okay. 808 State released Don Solaris. Asia released Arena. Zach Wilde, Book of Shadows. Uh, Beck released Odelay. Mm, Keb Moe released Just Like You. That was a great album. Uh, Patty Smith uh, released the Patty Smith Masters. Lyle Lovett, The Road to Ensenada. Uh, Primitive Radio Gods, Rocket. Opeth released Morning Rise. Jimmy or Jimmy Dale Gilmore released Braver New World. Screaming Trees released Dust. H2O released H2O. Jay Z released Reasonable Doubt. And KMFDM released Extort. And Kiss released You Wanted the Best, You Got the Best, which was a live album. Sounds like it should have just been a greatest hits album, but uh, but you know that's well, that's what, what they yell get. before every show. Ex- live. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, uh, well, I guess so. Okay. I guess that does make sense. Uh, other events in uh, in June. Alice Cooper on the second of June. Alice Cooper performed at Sammy Hagar's club in Mexico, which was uh, Cab- the Cabo Wabo Club. Uh, that album was released in 1997, and uh, Sammy Hagar has also released Cabo Wabo to another company (laughs) for millions of dollars and no longer owns that brand. Um, June 15th through the 16th, this is the first Tibetan Freedom Festival concert. So that's when that started. June 25th, Jay-Z released his debut album called Reasonable Doubt. Also, Sammy Hagar News in June. On the 26th, he leaves Van Halen. We'll talk about that. Uh, June 28th, Kiss started their tour in Detroit. This is the first time that the original lineup toured together since 1979. And they were, as we mentioned before, back in their makeup. And that was a big deal. I remember when they came through Salt Lake, there was a guy dressed as Gene Simmons in the full Gene Simmons thing with the little ponytail and the football pads and the makeup and the the whole outfit and the demon boots and the whole thing. And he gets arrested for public intoxication. So he (laughs) comes to jail dressed as Gene Simmons. And the next morning when he's released, when he, you know, is released by pretrial to go to court, uh, he's still wearing that, but the makeup is now faded and he's carrying (laughs) his boots. And the thing is, is that costume doesn't look as cool on Saturday morning as it did on Saturday, Friday night when he showed up. For sure. 
Oh God, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> I bet the photos were hilarious. Oh my God. That's awesome. Uh, all right. What, uh, tell me some albums from July. July. We had Neil Young and Crazy Horse release Broken Out Arrow. Reverend Horton. Oh, the Reverend Horton Heat. I forgot all about them. He released Martini yeah. Time. Uh, Jawbox released Jawbox. Blues Traveler live from the fall, uh, which is a really, really good live album. REO Speedwagon. Building the Bridge, which probably had a lot of songs that sound like REO Speedwagon on there. <laughs> probably. Um, Leanne Rhymes did uh, Blue. Prince released Chaos and Disorder. Soul Coughing, Irresistible Bliss. The Melvins released Stag. Tonic released Lemon Parade. Uh, Ween released 12 Golden, or 12 Golden Country Greats. Disco Inferno released Technicolor. Iced Earth was a dark saga. Oh, that was supposed to be in July, not June. Oh, well, whatever. <laughs> it's all summertime. <clears throat> yeah. Jimmy Eat World. Oh, Jimmy They released Static Prevails. Uh, the Black Crows released Three Snakes, One Charm. Fiona Apple released Tidal. The Aquabats released Return of the Aquabats. Uh, They're Mo- a fun band if you've yeah. ever seen them uh, perform. Yep. Moonspell was uh, rele- released an album called Irreligious. Tribe Called Quest released Beats, Rhymes, and Life. Republica released their self-titled album. Alice in Chains released Unplugged. So also in July, speaking of Alice in Chains, uh, they performed for the last time with singer Lane Staley in Kansas City, Missouri, uh, opening for Kiss. And like I said, uh, Blues Traveler is live from the fall. And on that album, they have a cover of Lowrider. And oh, cool. that was where I learned how to play Lowrider on the harmonica and the band I was playing in started covering it because of that. So it was a lot of fun. <laughs> yep, that's the one. That's the one. July 8th, the Spice Girls released their debut single, Wannabe. It's a number one hit in 31 countries. It's also the biggest selling debut by an all-female group, but also the best-selling single of all time by an all-female group of all time. We talked about them, of course, in uh, season one. Which is uh, funny, which is funny because I'm sure Celine Dion would take on one of them, but she can't handle all of them. She can't handle all five. Yeah. Not the combined force. No, the Power uh, Ranger, team, the uh, Power Ranger Voltron force of all five Spice Girls. Spice. Exactly. Uh, July 13th, Phil Anselmo of Pantera overdoses after a Texas homecoming gig. And we talked about it. The Aquabats, Return of the Aquabats was released. Uh, Ska was on the way out. And Swing was incoming, and that would last for about two and a half weeks. <laughs> right. That's about right. Uh, all right, so let's talk about August. Anne Murray released their, a self-titled album. Modest Mouse released Interstate 8. Uh, uh, John Hartford released No End of Love. Uh, Shake a Little Something was Two Life Crew. Tom Petty and the Heartbreaker, She's the One. Cypress Hill, Better Than Ezra, Friction Baby. Uh, real yeah, big I almost fish. included uh, uh, King of New Orleans from that album was almost in my 
real big fish, uh, turn off the rate, turn the radio off. Uh, sexy swinging sounds was released by Rob Zombie or white zombie. It was a remix album. Uh, sneaker pimps released becoming X, um, merciful fate, which is weird that they're still around cause they were a new wave of British, British metal band released into the unknown. Cover typo negative October Rust came out that August. Um, Songs mm. of Love and Hate by Godflesh. Snap, Snap Attack, the best of Snap. Oh, Snap. I've got the power. That's the one. Mike Oldfield released Voyager. MC Light, Bad as I Wanna Be. Pearl Jam released No Code. Broadway cast of Rent was released um, in that month. And that's all I can see that's worth talking about. Also in August, on the 1st, they launched MTV2, which, what, was 25 years after, uh, to the day, after they launched their first, right? Yeah, uh, I think 81, so. 81, 96, yeah. 15 years, 15, 15 years yeah. to the day. Um, the first video played is Where It's At by Beck. He's got two turntables and a microphone. August 6th, the Ramones played their final gig. Uh, August 10th and 11th, Oasis played the largest freestanding gigs in British history at Nebworth House in Stevenage. 2.7 million people apply for tickets at tickets and a sold-out crowd of 350,000 attend the concerts. 175,000 each night. That is crazy attendance. It's still Just, smaller than when Metallica played in Russia for almost like, it was like 1.6 million. Really? Yeah. Live people there? Yeah. Which like 900,000, 950,000 people had crappy seats basically is the deal. Yeah. Watch one, watch Metallica play to 1.6 million Russian fans in this video. 1991 wow. footage. Metallica played to over a million fans at the Monsters of Rock Festival in Moscow. I mean, it's more like uh, 1.5 million people have crappy seats because that's yeah. still 100,000 people but between you- them and the stage. Uh, all right, let's see. August 15th and 16th, Fish host the Clifford Ball. 70,000 people show up for that one. And on August 27th, Aaliyah released her album, One in a Million. It's so weird thinking about crowds that size now in the world post... Oh, it totally is. Not a post-pandemic. Uh, post pandemic during pandemic, yeah. pandemic. It, yeah, just, I'm going to a concert. I'm going to a concert tomorrow night, and um, it's seating like it's not a stand-up concert. I think I'm done with big stand-up kind of concerts, but um, even that feels like oh, this is going to be. This might be my first concert since the since the pandemic started. I saw a Killer's Confession midsummer, and they're coming back through in December, so I'll go see them again. But they're they're in a place that's kind of a small venue. Mm-hmm. And I can kind of negotiate where I am, where I'm kind of on my own, yeah, and I'll wear a mask and all that kind of stuff. So I'm not, yeah. I'm not too concerned. But if it was like, like we were going to go see Trans Siberian at Thanksgiving, but there's no way we're going to sit at, at the you know Vivint Arena where the no. Jazz play, because that's that's a nightmare. That's a that's a colossal uh, asking for Super problems. Event. Yeah, yeah. This and this place we're going requires a vaccine card. You can't even get by with a, oh, here's a negative test result from three days ago. It's like, nope, it's only COVID vaccine cards are being allowed, allowing people entry. 
Yeah. All right. Tell me about some albums that came out in September. All right. So bilingual by guess what? you should know this bilingual who released that album. Oh, <laughs> Christelle. No, the Pet Shop Boys. She's, she's quadrilingual. Oh, she's quadrilingual. By, by the Pet Shop Boys. Yeah. She's quadrilingual. Yeah, she's quadrilingual. Yes. That's the Pet Shop. I'd forgotten about, I'd forgotten the Pet Shop Boys mm-hmm. because it wasn't something like very and no. naturally no. and <laughs> up or whatever it was. Right. No. And then Sweetie released coming Sweetie out. Sweetie is the name of the album? No, that's the name of the artist. S-U-E-D-E, Sweetie. Oh, Suede. Come I know, on now. I, I know. I was just messing with you. <laughs> No, Nina, doesn't help when I'm not looking at the list that you're looking at. I know, I'm thinking I know. I'm, I'm picturing a group called Sweetie, S-W-E-E-T-I-E. <laughs> no, Suede released Coming Up. Nina Cherry released Man. Jennifer Love Hewitt released an album, self-titled. Mm-hmm. Uh, wasn't that an album That's, that she's has- has got some- a cover of uh, me and Bobby McGee on there, which is really good. Yeah, I was going to say, it's actually not a bad album yeah. if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Nope, the Boo not. Radleys did come on. I saw them in concert. I didn't appreciate them as probably as much then as I probably would now, but mm-hmm. I saw them in concert. Uh, Catherine Wheel, Cat Like Cats and Dogs, Jamiroquai, the one Jamiroquai song, uh, Virtual Insanity. Virtual Insanity. Is that on that album? Because I, I think that might have been earlier. I think they, it is they, earlier, but that's the only thing I know big, of theirs. Yeah, they were way bigger in the UK than they were here and um, have some good other songs. They're super funky. Then there's New Edition, did Home Again, R.E.M., New Adventures in Hi-Fi, Suzanne Vega, Nine Objects of Desire, Rush did Test for Echo, uh, Billy Bragg, William Bloke, Deus released In a Bar Under the Seas, Cake, Fashion Nugget, Steve Vai, Fire Garden, I have a feeling that will come up again, ZZ Top, Rhythm Mean, Houdini did uh, Six, Dio, Angry Machines, Moby, Animal Rights, Fatboy Slim, Better Living Through Chemistry, which I feel like is probably one of those landmark albums that everyone kind of either heard or owned. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Iron Maiden released Best of the Beast, which is a two-disc set that was really, really good. Weezer released Pinkerton. Yeah, they did. Cheryl Crow released Cheryl Crow, which is a Kevin Gilbert connection. The Descendants released Everything Sucks. Susanna Hoffs released a solo album. Porky Trine Tree released Signify. Uh, that Thing You Do, the original motion picture soundtrack, which... Oh, the Wonders, or yeah. the O'Neaters. Yeah, the yeah, O'Neaters. Made, uh, made up of like members of um, Fountains of Wayne, and uh, uh, who else was in that? It was like a... It was a really cool little super secret super group. OMC released How Bizarre. Uh, and, then, and then promptly disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> then Secret Chiefs 3 released uh, First Grand Constitution and Bylaws, which is weird because I'd never seen Secret Chiefs 1 or 2. And I don't know if a 4 came out. Mm, okay. I'm making, I don't know if I know Secret Chiefs. I don't, I'm making a joke because I'd never heard of it. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. It was a sequel joke, but it didn't land right because we didn't know what any of it was. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, all right, some other events in September. On the 4th at the MTV Awards, Van Halen pops by with uh, original lead singer David Lee Roth. 
Yep. Uh, on the seventh, Tupac was shot in Las Vegas. He died six days later. We still don't know who did it. Also on the seventh, Michael Jackson started his his tour. I guess it's his tour. Uh, September 10th, Walmart stated they will not carry Sheryl Crow's new album because of a lyric uh, concerning children killing each other with guns purchased at Walmart. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to, probably don't want to have that advertised in your own store. Uh, on the 11th, David Bowie worked with Virgin Records to launch the first digital single. Whoa. Uh, on the 21st of September, Meg White marries somebody named John Anthony Gillis. He decided to take her name in the marriage. He changed his first name to Jack, and they would form the White Stripes a year later and, and convince everybody that they're brother and sister. On the 24th, Weezer released Pinkerton. It was darker and seen as uh, more of a departure for them. You mentioned this earlier. It didn't sell well and was critically panned. You know why? It's because it wasn't a color was album. Uh, last I checked, pink was a color. Yeah, Pinkerton is also <laughs> a, uh, invest, uh, a security group. Like It is, right? It's the... Uh, Inch high private eye. Remember that as a kid? That's right. Yep. Exactly. Uh, September 27th, Sasha and Digweed released Northern Exposure, which went on to be seen as one of the best dance albums of all time. I don't know if I've even heard of Sasha and Digweed. Well, I guess you need to do some digging. I guess uh, I guess I do. All right, let's get to October albums. Tool released Anima. King Diamond released The Graveyard. Warrant released Belly to Belly. Bad Brains released Black Dots. Sean Colvin released a few small repairs. Nirvana from the Muddy Banks of the Wickershaw. Uh, Thompson Twins released a Greatest Hits album. Uh, Michael Bolton released This Is The Time. Matchbox 20 released Yourself or, or Someone Like You. Crash Test Dummies, A Woman's Life. Apocalyptica plays Metallica by Four Cellos. Marilyn Manson released Antichrist Superstar. P.O.D. released Brown. Chem Lab released Eastside Militia. Uh, they Might Be Giants, Factory Showroom. Uh, Karen Carpenter, Karen Carpenter album, No Doubt, was released by 702. Uh, Midnight Oil released Breathe. I didn't know they were still doing things in 96. Mm-hmm. The Monkees released Justice. Corn <laughs> released uh, Life is Peachy. <laughs> Counting Crows, uh, Recovering the Satellites, Bad Company, Stories Told and Untold, Fish, Billy Breathes, uh, Van Halen, Best of Volume 1, Phil Collins, Dance into the Light, Ugly Kid Joe, Motel California, uh, House of Pain, Truth Crushed, Crashed, Truth Crushed to Earth Shall Rise Again, Madonna did Evita, uh, Danzig, did Danzig 5, Black Devil. The Ruddles released uh, Archaeology, which I'm sure was in reference to the Beatles anthology. It absolutely was, yeah. There's uh, all stuff that was recorded a lot earlier, but uh, they came out that album in that, in that year because here, of the... Uh, here's one that will shock you, because they didn't break until later, but Slipknot released Mate, Feed, Kill, Repeat mm. on Halloween of 1996. 
All right, some other events that happened in October. Uh, October 4th, Eddie and Alex Van Halen released a statement saying that they will not be working with David Lee Roth and they'll be going forward with extreme singer Gary Sharon uh, just as they released that Greatest Hits Volume 1. They ended up working with David Lee Roth again, I think, on tour, but not for much else. October 6th, Tim McGraw and Faith Hill got married. The 14th, Madonna gives birth to, uh, I think, Lourdes, her first child. Yep. On the 15th, Korn releases their second album, Life is Peachy, debuted at number three and sells six million copies worldwide. On the 27th, pop-up video premieres on VH1. Uh, MTV India's launched the next day. Uh, 29th, Slash faxes in his statement. He faxes in his statement that he's leaving Guns N' Roses. I love it. Uh, and then on the 29th, big favorite UK band, The Stone Roses, only put out a couple albums, but those albums did really, really well. They broke up. All right, let's get to November. President of the United States of America released two. Vic Chestnut released About to Choke. Eminem released Infinite. Blind Melon released Nick Nico. The Dogfather was released by uh, Snoop Dogg. Uh, Tony, Tony, Tony released House of Music. Uh, Bare Naked Ladies released Rock Spectacle. Barry Manilow, Summer of 78. Bjork, Telegram. Poison, Poison's Greatest Hits. Whitney Houston, The Preacher's Wife soundtrack. Uh, Diana Ross, Voice of Love. Cool. Here's some other things that happened in November. On the 8th, Hype is open to the general public after it debuted at Sundance. We talked about that movie. Um, November 24th, Crowded House plays their farewell concert on the steps of the Sydney Opera House. Almost 200,000 people attended with the proceeds going to Sydney Children's Hospital. But just took a decade and they got back together with a new album and tour. And uh, their most recent album is fantastic. So I'm glad they did get back together. All right, let's get to December. All right, so Human Nature released uh, Telling Everybody. Nerf Herder released their so their self-titled album. Uh, One Fierce Beer Coaster was released by the Bloodhound Gang. Uh, Lit was re uh, released Five Smoking Tracks from Lit. Um, so Muddy Waters released, was released by Bet uh, Redman. All right, other things that happened in December. On the 12th, Max Calera. Uh, leaves Sepultura because of the band not renewing his wife's contract as manager and being overwhelmed by the death of his stepson. And then on uh, New Year's Eve, New Year's Rockin' Eve, uh, some performers that year, Sean Colvin, Casey and the Sunshine Band, of course, the Spice Girls, Squirrel Nut Zippers, because one more, one more cut nail in the coffin of swing, and Usher. Some other things that happened that year. House of Pain broke up and DJ Lethal heads to Greener Pastures, known as Limp Biscuit. The Monkees, uh, with the album that uh, surprised us both <laughs> when you read it earlier, <laughs> go on their 30th anniversary reunion tour. Tori Amos is sued by a man who got into a car wreck after being distracted by a billboard advertising her new album. That image that uh, distracted him was Tori Amos breastfeeding a pig. And then Tim Ripper Owens fills in for Rob Helford as the lead singer of Judas Priest. Uh, Hammond, what were some of our biggest hits of the year? All right. So some of the bigger things we had, Macarena was the number one song of the year. Wannabe was number two. Because You Loved Me was number three. Wonderwall was four. And uh, Children was five. Uh, the Beatles released the anthology series with new songs. And Train Spotting came out that year of the soundtrack that was super well regarded. Oh, it's such a great soundtrack. Uh, also features Underworld, Hammond. I know. Underworld. I had a hard time with Obi-Wan Kenobi knowing that I saw him naked, curled up behind a toilet. <laughs> curled up in the toilet? Yeah. He climbed into the toilet to go retrieve a suppository. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> I know that that uh, Ewan McGregor man uh, seeing his older stuff and then thinking, oh, he's you know so proper for his Obi Wan Kenobi uh, yep. stuff. It's just it's really, yep. really funny. Yep. Uh, all right, some some musical theater and musical films that came out that year. Chicago uh, had their revival. Funny thing happened on the way to the forum. Uh, I love you. You're perfect. Now change. The King and I also in a revival. Once upon a mattress. Of course, we mentioned Rent earlier and State Fair. Some movies that came out. Musical movies that came out. Uh, we talked about some of these. Avita, Glastonbury, the movie, Hype, Hunchback of Notre Dame, and That Thing You Do. Let's get to our playlist. This is where we each pick 10 songs that we uh, pulled from that year that just kind of sum up the, the perfect playlist for, in our case, 1996. And we've talked about a few of these bands, but I'm going to talk a little bit more about them. And I, I actually start off with a list of 25. First off, I eliminated anybody that we've talked about on the show done that we've covered. So Divine Comedy, Beautiful Spell, uh, South and Spice Girls, I took out of the list. Um, some honorable mentions that I had to cut were things like Sibo Mato, Susanna Hoffs, uh, Better Than Ezra, Fountains of Wayne, The Refreshments, Luscious Jackson, uh, Fiona Apple, Simisonic. Let's get to my top 10 here. Uh, OMD's Walking on the Milky Way. This is from the album Universal, um, which was kind of a great, a really fitting song to kind of wrap up the career of OMD and, uh, and the Universal being their final album, dot, 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 until, like Crowded House, they reform a decade later. Just, it's great. I love me some OMD, but that song felt like such a, oh, this is such great closure. What a great goodbye song. Uh, we talked about uh, Gary Sharon joining and Sammy Hagar leaving and them never working with David Lee Roth. Uh, the song Van Halen kind of encompasses that whole feel by Nerf Herder. To hand tapping, guitar technique really got me off. Eruption, yeah. Ain't talking about love. Uh, this is a song that name checks other songs, which is a favorite of mine. Check. It's a list song, another favorite of mine. Check. And then a hatred for what Sammy Hagar did to Van Halen. Check and mate. Novocaine for the Soul by Eels from the beautiful Freak album. which has a very, as Hammond mentioned, a very weird-looking album cover. The song kind of sums up the sound of the 90s for me, especially just that in, that intro. But this song was the spark of brilliance that showed us what was to come from uh, Mark Everett, who goes by the name E and his, uh, and his band, the, the Eels. 
We also talked about Nick Cave. He released an album called Murder Ballads. The big hit from that was Where the Wild Roses Grow, which was a duet that he did with Kylie Minogue. But if you come around just as the sun goes down, you can watch the whole thing turn to gold. It's around then that I used to go a roaming. La 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 la. La la la. Oh, God's children, they all gotta die. But for me, the song The Curse of Millhaven is a favorite track on the album. It's, it's like eight or nine minutes long, but it tells the story of a 14-year-old who systematically murders the town of Millhaven. <laughs> it's, 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 uh, the lyrics are fantastic, and it feels like it's an old song that was redone by Nick Cave, but no, it's, it's a brand new song, and it's so good. Uh, Whoever You Are by Gegita. Now, Gegita is Greg Kirsten, producer who's done a thousand things since then, produced produced stuff for Lily Allen, and he's the B half of The Bird and the Bee. He also produced and wrote Adele's music and went up on stage with her to accept the award for uh, uh, Hello or Someone Like You or something like that a couple of years ago. I can get off on a curve through the shoulder. There's no parking in that trough. So I drive around all day coming at me. Um, he's an amazing talent, and because his his little sister couldn't pronounce Greg, she called him Geggy, and they called the band Geggy Ta. This song is all about uh, driving in your car, and 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 somebody let you in when you wanted to change lanes, and it turned into an entire song called "Whoever You Are." And you've got to check it out. Uh, Lightning Seeds. Number six, uh, with a song called Wish Away. This is a band that we need to add to the schedule someday. These guys, their music is just hooks galore. So good. You mentioned Sweetie earlier, Suede, <laughs> or or as they were called originally, the London Suede, because there was already a U.S. Suede that had to be differentiated. up has a great song on it called Beautiful Ones. That's a big hit. I went with a secondary song called Trash. This is 90s Britpop in, in all its glory. Uh, you also talked about Elvis Costello earlier. He released a song, an album called All This Useless Beauty. And on there, he borrows back a song that he wrote for Amy Mann called At the Other End of the Telescope. and recorded his own version of that song and um both versions are incredible and uh just some of the most beautiful songwriting you'll ever hear uh counting crows we talked about recovering the satellites favorite 
band of mine. And one of my favorite uh, Counting Crows songs came from that album, A Long December. The song only uses four chords, and so I learned how to play it on the ukulele, but then I instantly forgot how to play it because the chord structure isn't, you know, A, B, C, B, or anything like that. It's like C, B, A, maybe C again, B, C, A, you know, <laughs> bounces all around. It's really hard to remember. And then one of my favorite, if not one, one uh, if not my favorite guitarist, a guy named Jason Faulkner, released the album "I Go." Or I'm sorry, released the album "Author Unknown," which featured the song "I Go Astray." This would be another guy that'd be great to cover on uh, uh, Soundography in an upcoming season. These guys, this guy's cut from the same cloth as Mark Knopfler, Kevin Gilbert, David Gilmore. Got his start in the band Jellyfish that uh, released an album a couple of years earlier. Just introspective lyrics, brilliant guitar work from Jason Faulkner. Okay, so for my list, we're going to go with uh, Nothing Else Matters from Apocalyptica's album. one of the best covers of this song that I had ever heard. It captures the mood so well, and it still ranks as one of my best, but there are a couple that are on the uh, Blacklist album that just came out that are in the running for top spots as well, but this is still probably one of my favorites. My second one is called Prince Caspian, and it's by Fish. And the reason I like this song is, I'm not a huge fan of Fish, but I like this song for a couple of reasons. One, it's kind of a fun song, but the second reason is it actually makes reference to, I think it makes reference to one of my favorite literary characters, which is Prince Caspian from the uh, Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe series, because he, you know, the Voyage of the Dawn Treader and the Silver Chair. So I picked that one. The next one was my first foray into Pantera Land, and Floods is the song that I picked. Uh, Suicide Note Part 1, I also really like, but I figured I'd stick with Floods. It just, yeah, it's a cool song, and it's it's Pantera-ish without being screamy and, and kind of over-the-top Pantera, but it's really, it was really, it's one of my favorite Panteras. And then I picked uh, Sepultura's root, uh, 
Roots, Bloody Roots, landmark album for them. It was one of the first times we'd heard uh, metal coming from somewhere other than, uh, you know, Western influences. So bringing in, you know, Brazilian influences and tribal influences was a big deal. And this is one of the first songs that did it. The next one I picked was uh, Steve Vai. He released an album called The Fire Garden. And what's interesting about this, this the ones I picked, was a song he, that I, the first song, he found some notes, some tablatures that he'd been working on in the mid 80s. And uh, he's like, oh, this sounds good. And he started kind of playing with it and he recorded it, and got it all together. And uh, he sent it off to his producer or his manager. And they're like, hey, congratulations. You wrote One Night in Bangkok. And he's like, what are you talking about? And he goes, yeah, this is One Night in Bangkok. And he'd never heard it. So he went and listened, realized what he'd done. So we had to contact Benny Rice and uh, Bjorn Uvalis and get permission. And they loved what he did. They thought the story was funny. And so he went back and found a bootleg. And what had happened was because One Night in Bangkok was popular when he was touring, he would actually, he had actually heard the song, transcribed it, turned it into part of a solo when he was touring with David Lee Roth. So he thought it was his because he'd written it out, but what it was was one day in Bangkok because it was what was popular at the time. So he put it on the album, and it's the intro piece from, uh, uh, it goes Bangkok to Fire Garden Suite. And uh, it's it's really cool. His version's awesome. The next one I picked was The End of the Beginning by Jason Becker. He was an astonishing guitar player. He's still alive. He suffers from ALS, and uh, he lost his ability to speak. And he's, he's, you know, very much bedridden at this point, but he communicates with his eyes via a system that he, he created with his father. And he continues to compose music with an aid of computer and has released an, he released an album in uh, 2008, but there's a documentary about him called not dead yet. And I highly recommend anyone has a time or any interest at all to please go watch this movie. Cause it's kind of inspiring and it's really amazing what he's been able to do. Uh, Next song is Beautiful People by Marilyn Manson. This was the year that I discovered the next step up in what heavy was. And so The Beautiful People is one of those songs that was ubiquitous in 96. Video was everywhere, and he was stirring up controversy because of his imagery. But you know, he this song, regardless, the song is catchy. 
The next one I picked was Blomp by Mushroom Head. I know we've covered them. I probably did not pick this song before because it is kind of a a signature song of theirs, but it still stands out and I still love this song. It's still on my phone and I still listen to it. So there. The next one is Pepper by the Butthole Surfers. Mikey had a facial scar and Bobby was a racist. They were all in love with dying. They were doing it in Texas. Tommy played piano like a kid out in the rain. And then he lost his leg in Dallas. He was dancing with the train. They were all in love with dying. They were drinking from a fountain that was pouring like an avalanche coming down the mountain. I don't mind the sun. Uh, this song, for whatever reason, has stayed with me. I bought this album in 96 and this song has been on... Burned CDs, mixtapes, my mini disc players, all kinds of things all the way through. So I continue to listen to Pepper by the Butthole Surfers. The next one, my last one, 10, is uh, Crash Into Me by Dave Matthews. And Under the Table and Dreaming was a huge album for me. I listened to it all the time, not just because it was Dave Matthews doing Dave Matthews, because, but it was also because he toured at the Horde Festival, and that's where John Popper was, and I was really playing a lot of harmonica at the time. And, you know, I enjoyed what Dave was doing, that kind of quirky delivery in his vocals and, you know, what he was singing about uh, was awesome. So Crash Into Me was a hit of, his, of theirs, but I also really enjoyed it. For an honorable mention, I will pick Patrick O'Hearn. It's a soundtrack to the movie Crying Freeman. The movie came out in 95, but the soundtrack was released in 96. And Patrick O'Hearn is a very, very talented composer. And the music he created for this, this movie is really quite amazing. not an, the easiest thing in the world to get a hold of, but uh, if you can ever find it, do yourself a favor and listen, because it's, it's really, really good. And Patrick O'Hearn is a very, very talented man. And that's my list. All right, Hammond, who do we have next time? Who's our next episode going to be? Fleetwood Mac. Excellent. So we're starting with the old stuff, the Peter Green stuff. Yep. And going all through the Buckingham Knicks and... Uh, this is going to be a great uh, a great collection of stuff to listen to. It's like Can't as wait. the Fleetwood Mac turns. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. All the 1.0, the 2.0, etc. I uh, can't wait for that. Uh, in the meantime, if you want to get in touch with us, please do. Soundographypodcast at gmail.com is the email address to use. We are at the Soundography on Twitter. Of course, our website is soundography.com. 
Uh, you'll find all of our previous episodes there in, along with our playlists uh, whenever they're available on Spotify, as well as links to buy some of the songs we recommend. This will be a tough one because it's the 90s. What what album do we point to from the 90s? Probably uh, a soundtrack or something. I was going to say maybe one of those, that's what we call the 90s. Spotting. Oh, and now, yeah. right. Now that's what I call the 90s. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, so you'll find all that stuff there, as well as uh, a way to support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash soundography. And of course, if you love our show, a great way to tell other people is to buy, is to leave us a review. And you do that wherever you get your podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, Speaker, any of those places. Hammond, anything to close us out of the 90s, uh, 96 to be specific? No, I think we did a good job with 96. It was, it was better than I thought it would be. It was. That was a great year to re-listen to, actually. Like you said, better than I thought it would be, and it was because of stuff like uh, Spice Girls and Fountains of Wayne and uh, Lightning Seeds. Excellent. All right. Well, that is going to do it for us here. We will see you next time right here on Soundography. Thanks for listening. Have a great night. Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com. <laughs>